As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Before the episode begins, we just wanted to let you know about The Athletic's Black Friday deal. The Athletic's great writing is just a dollar a month for 12 months. Go to theathletic.com slash Johns to lock in our very best price of the year. Just a dollar a month for new subscribers. That's theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. It's Hogan Johns. It's really cool just to see how much the city of Chicago, you know, the Bears organization, the Bears fans show love to a family that they barely even know. It is amazing. I love it. From NBC, NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam, Adam Ho. There's no ducking anybody in the NFL. It's like the Lions still have NFL players. And from the, from the Athletic, it's Adam, Adam Johns. You know, hasn't Justin Fields it enough to at least pique your interest to see what he can do yeah. with them too? It's the Adams. That's the best in the city of Chicago. Hogan Johns. The Adams converge. And we are underway. Oh, welcome in. What a day. What a day, Adam Johns. It's not over. It's not. It's not over until the podcast says it's over. There, There's an hour and 56 minutes left in Tuesday, November 23rd. So a lot of things can still happen. Then we're on to that Wednesday that used to be like awesome in college. Oh, yeah. Black Wednesday. Yeah, I think we yeah, need we Black go. Wednesday, you and I, at this point. <laughs> Black Wednesday. Look out, Detroit. Yes. We're coming. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what there's to do in Detroit. We pretty much do the same thing every year and eat at the same restaurant, but uh, we could turn it into Black Wednesday. Show up to the game at 1230 Eastern, just completely hungover and need of some greasy food. Well, see, John. to watch a bad football game. <laughs> see, I think the question here right like now. Like many other people there. I know, but I think the question here right now is Friday going to be Black Friday. And I know it actually is Black Friday, but you know what I mean. Like Black Monday Ooh. in the coaching world. Yes, yes. Um, if Matt Nagy, with Andy Dalton as quarterback, wins on Thursday, what do they do? What do you what do you what do you do? <laughs> um well, I think that look, okay, like to answer that to answer that question is not easy. At this <laughs> like, point. what if they win? Like, like everybody's just assuming they're going to lose. What if Andy Dalton goes out there and throws for four touchdowns and beats the the hapless Detroit Lions? Because that's a bad football team. Let's not forget how bad the Detroit Lions. are. Yeah, I was going to say, assuming the Bears are going to lose this game is kind of a silly thing. Um, but hey, look, 
we got to get through today. We got to uh, we got to really digest what today was and what it means. And I'll ask you my question at the end. Of yeah, the I think we'll get to that point where we can say that. But uh, first of all, welcome everybody in. This is a live stream on YouTube, so we appreciate everybody watching. Um, we thank you for subscribing to the podcast. If you're just clicking on Twitter and you don't even know who we are right now, this is just out there right now because you're hungry for Bears news. We are Adam Hogue, Adam Johns. You can follow us on Twitter. Our handles are right there in front of you, at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. You can read me at NBCSportsChicago.com. I have a column that literally just went live, which we can talk about here. Johns has a column up from today, too, on TheAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns. You should be subscribed to The Athletic. And if you go to that link uh, at... Uh, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. You can get a great deal. By the way, what is that black? You guys have a Black Friday deal we're supposed to mention. Oh, yeah. $1 per month for 12 months. That is an amazing deal for everything The Athletic provides. I don't think I'm overselling it either. No. Forget just me. Like you get Fishbane and Pompeii and Greenberg and then uh, NBA coverage, NHL coverage, all for $1, Adam. Yeah, any of the teams. How about that pitch? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. You must be a professional. Improvised. Yeah. Um, so yeah, plenty of coverage there and check it out. Thank you for watching this YouTube stream. Uh, hit the subscribe button. We, all of our podcasts go here, whether they're live or not. This is our first live episode of the season. So that's exciting. And, uh, we will try to get some of your comments in here as well as we discuss what happened today. I'll, I'll cut right to it. Johnsy, um, my big takeaway is we sort of digest this and there is uh, the report from Brad Biggs. We need to talk about too, that just came out a little while ago. The, the bottom line for me is that, what happened today, regardless of what report's true and what's not, what happened today at House Hall does not happen to a franchise that's firmly in control of itself right now. Is that fair to say? Yes. Um, we had another podcast recorded where you called it bizarre, and I asked you where this ranked amongst the bizarre press, conference we, press conferences we have covered. So I want to revisit that question. Yeah. Because today was a bizarre day. We've covered some bizarre days before, like the Aaron Cromer day stands out to me. Where does this rank amongst your bizarre days of covering this team? Because we have a few. You know, I'm glad we are recording this podcast because there was something I said earlier that I think I need to uh, change. Um, because uh, I think what I was saying earlier, which no one's ever going to hear, thank God. Um You know, I did not feel like what started today was a problem that was self-inflicted by the Bears. Like, it's... The Aaron Cromer thing was somebody in the organization... This is a good point. Very good point. We, we, yeah, this is very good. Somebody in the organization, Aaron Cromer, threw the quarterback, Jay Cutler, under the bus and then got revealed that that... He was the one who did that, had to talk to the team, was emotional, weird press conferences happened... Jay Cutler addressed the media and had to talk about it. And then the head coach made... That's the day Jay Cutler became like Chicago's favorite anti-hero. Right. And then right after that, Mark Trestman <laughs> named Jimmy Clausen the starter. Like, what? Okay, so... Um, that, I mean, that really happened. So That happened, yeah. So, you know, uh, in terms of bizarre, I don't know if we've approached that quite yet, but um, it, it's still... And, and, I, and the point I stand by, I do think that everybody that spoke today handled themselves about as well as they possibly could have given the circumstances. Starting with Chris Tabor. Who was put in an extremely unfair position having to answer all of this on behalf of the organization. And then that's where I think that 
it goes back to the original point, which was this is still happening for under the Chicago Bears. These days yeah. keep piling up. These bizarre days. And for all of Matt Nagy's faults and Ryan Pace's faults, there have been fewer of these days since these two have been in charge. So they have not won enough football games. The offense continues to not be good. There are extremely fair concerns about whether or not the people in charge right now can develop who I, a guy who I think can be a phenomenal quarterback for a long time. All of that stuff's fair. But it's just a reminder. To me, today is a reminder that when Matt Nagy is out of here, whether that's Thursday night, Friday morning, January 10th, the same problems are going to exist. The same problems are going to exist. And if you're a Bears fan, that is very hard to swallow. What confidence do you have that just getting rid of Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace, if he's out the door too, that anything is going to change? Really, your only hope is Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good starting point. It's a good starting point. If I'm Ryan Pace, I use that as my starting point to, to keep my job. I was going to say, who's, who's, who's the, who are the people yeah. that brought him here? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Ernie Corsi. Yeah. <laughs> No, I meant Justin Field. I meant the <laughs> irony of all that is that the two people okay. you're kicking out of here were the ones that actually drafted yeah, Justin Fields. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not that yeah, I'm defending yeah. okay. them keeping yeah. their jobs or anything. I'm just saying that that's the irony of the whole situation. Yeah, I, I, I wrote this today. Like, like George McCaskey and Ted Phillips often like to say they're not involved in football decisions. But the ultimate, most important football decisions still start with right. them. yes. It, they, they make the fact the life analysis. the biggest decision, and then they go away and they say, um, "We're not. We don't have anything to do with this." Exactly. Exactly. Um, as far as today, yes, it started with a report. Um, I don't think it's an accurate report. Matt Nagy was not told Monday that he's no longer the coach come Friday, but he still has to coach the game <laughs> on Thursday, <laughs> on Thanksgiving, in Detroit. Like, okay, that did not happen. That did not happen. Now, is it completely possible that Matt Nagy is fired on Friday if they lose? Yeah, but they could also win this game. So I hate to use a coaching cliche, but let's use let's go one day at a time here. At least that's how the Bears, in my opinion, are, are approaching this. So you don't think any major decisions have been decided yet? No. Okay. Well, let's no. no. Then let's talk about. Um, I do think everything that Matt Nagy does is under scrutiny, does and doesn't do, not just on the field, but with his team and meetings and all that stuff, under scrutiny. Well, I would hope it would be at this point, right? Like, that's your job to be evaluating what's going on. Let, what did you... So about, I don't know, an hour and a half ago or something, Brad Biggs from the Chicago Tribune had a report out um, that basically said, because we heard from Matt Nagy today, and Nagy said that he had not talked to ownership. That was part of his denial of the report that he was already told he's getting fired on Friday is that he hadn't talked to ownership this week. And that may have been true at that time, but now Brad Biggs is reporting that sometime between that and when the Bears went out to the Walter Payton Center for their second walkthrough of the day, he did have a meeting with ownership, did have a conversation with ownership, and then told the players about that. And then 
canceled meetings the rest of the day. Well, my first thought on that is, hell yes, Matt Nagy should have had a meeting with ownership after how today started. Like, if you're Matt Nagy, like, wouldn't you want to know what the hell is going on if that report is out there? So even if he went all morning going through his normal routine and whatever schedule he had planned for today, after getting briefed after the first walkthrough about what is going on and what's being said, what's going on in the radio, what this report was, where it's coming from, all that stuff, wouldn't you want to walk out of that press conference room, the media center, the PNC center, walk down that hallway through the new beautiful, you know, Hallis Hall, right upstairs to where George and Ted's offices are, right like right across the hallway from each other. Wouldn't you want an answer? So I would hope there was a conversation between George McCaskey, Ted Phillips, Ryan Pace, and Matt Nagy after that press conference. Probably should have been had in the morning. Well, and that's the, that, that's, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like, what, it just, the whole thing today does not feel, I mean, I think a lot of the conversation has been about how it was handled publicly in the press conference. I'm more worried about how it was handled internally. And I'm still stunned that Chris Tabor had to go be the one talking first and address these questions. And, they basically all said they were briefed on this, so they obviously knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, if there's one thing I've learned about covering the Bears, sometimes their business-as-usual approach is that flat-out refusal that I think some people are looking for. Mm-hmm. That, that rebuttal that people are looking for. Like, instead of addressing like like Kevin Fishbane put this in his column today on the athletic check it out um one dollar per month for 12 months look at that I'm still good at this so good so good we go live and you get pitches by the pitch man here you step your game over when we go live yeah yeah um like they've done this before like George McCaskey has publicly said that they don't like shooting down such rumors Kevin Fishbane referenced the old Bill Polian rumor remember the Bill Polian rumor, rumor that he was going to come in as an advisor for Pace? <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the lead of Kevin's column. And that is a great point to bring up because that's what happened again today. They went through their business-as-usual approach, and that became their public rebuttal. People don't like that. But that's how they do things. But don't you think that that gets them in a lot of trouble? I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, well, and, and but, I think but now, a perfect. But now we're arguing media strategy. Yeah, no, I understand. And I, but I think a perfect example of that is, you know, this silence right now. That isn't just today. I mean, it's really going back to January, and the fact the GM hasn't talked publicly. You know, excluding his um, weekly hits on the pregame show, he hasn't talked publicly since the start of the season. You know, that's all part of this like silence. And that approach. I'm gonna put my glasses on to read you this quote, but continue. And and I and, old. And, and I just think that it to me it would it would make me question that as somebody who is whether I'm Matt Nagy or Chris Tabor or the players that had to address this today without it apparently being addressed at all internally, because that was also in Brad Biggs's report. Like I would, I'm just saying I would have questions if I'm the important people who are actually part of the team right now about 
Just like we're questioning it, just like the media is questioning it. Like, wouldn't you question it too if you're just even just a player on the team? Yes. Yes. Well, that's where it starts. Like, what's going on? I I got a thought on that. Can I read you what George McCaskey said back on January 4th, 2017? We talked about it internally. When you start responding to unubstantiated reports, where do you stop? We talked about it internally. Everybody was on the same page. Ryan called the author of that report and told him it was erroneous. I'm not talking about today's report. I'm talking about 2017. Mm-hmm. He didn't believe it when Ryan said it. So I called him and I told him, I don't know who your sources are. I don't care who they are. I can tell you right now, they're giving you bad information. Um, so that's how they, that's how the Bears attack things. Um, now, beyond that point, oh, well, those reports are out there. And I, go ahead. Just my response to that, though, that's that's a strong denial. But but they didn't say it that day. That was that's my, I guess that's my fact. point. Yes. yes. Do that strong denial publicly. Yeah. I think it reaches that point, especially in our media environment now. Like that, if I'm in charge of media strategy for like a team organization, sometimes you just got to be in attack mode. And, and, I, and I realize you... It, you might be worried about like when does it end? When does every that there's a difference between um and and I'll say this there there was a report last week that came out regarding something going on at House Hall that was completely different. Like didn't reach the same level level of credibility from where it came from, plausibility, anything. You did not hear us talking about it. Okay, what happened today was different. It created a firestorm that affected the people inside your organization. So I, I honestly, I, I almost think we're getting off track here. I actually care less about how it was handled publicly, and more. Okay. I, like I actually find it more disturbing that it wasn't addressed internally. Like, like now, what's next? Well, it apparently was in some capacity, per Biggs' report. Now, like, like what's next? Like, does he have to readdress it in a better fashion with his team tomorrow? Like, does he come? Does Matt Nagy show up on Wednesday prepared with a full statement for his team? Notes, everything. Like, and how they're going to, because then they're traveling to, to Detroit together in the afternoon. I know. There's time. You know their schedule. We know their schedule. There's usually a mock game before they travel. He always changes. There's schedule. more. He, he, he does change. Like now, now <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's another thing Like about today. like He does change his schedule an awful lot. I mean, he shows up to, you know, what's the running joke amongst media members? Like he shows up anywhere from like 15 to 30 minutes late to, for us. Like So things change. I, I, I get that. But um, there are ample opportunities for him to at least set the record straight with the players. And I think that's really where it's at right now because – they need to be in a good place for Thursday. I mean, but how do you get to that good place now? Yeah, I, I get it. A, a lot of that is just relying on who the players are. I mean, Allen Robinson today sounded like in a in a pretty good place. Now, I don't know if he could play, but publicly he seemed ready to go. You know, the f- I mean, he had to, he was a dry, he, had to, he, you know, he was ready to talk today. His podcast partner was breaking news about the Bears. Yeah. Which he made it perfectly clear he had nothing to do with. To me, the interesting thing about Allen Robinson uh, talking today is that uh, he then showed up as a DNP on the injury report and the team's policy all year long 
and usually in past years too, is that if you do not practice, you do not talk to the media. So Al Robinson clearly wanted to address, in my opinion, wanted to address that whole thing yeah, today well, and clear get, that up. Which is which is a per, and I think Fishbay made this point too in his column. Like that's how you address it. Yeah. 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 Well you had to. Yeah. I mean there's I think he had some fires to put out or potential fires to put out, but luckily for him there was another report this morning that required the head coach talking first. But that's where you're at when you're three and seventeen, my friend. I think Pat Manley had a good tweet a couple hours ago. He said, Your job as an organization is to do everything possible to help your team win each week. The Bears did not do that today. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very player-minded tweet as well. Well, and that's my point. Like, and that was a big part, probably the biggest part of what Brad Biggs reported tonight is that the players are not happy. And they're asking questions. And it's enough that it's turned into this now. Like, and again, like you, if you want to poke holes as the Bears right now into like what's true and what's not, and this is erroneous and this shouldn't even come out and blah, 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 fine. Look, the problem is big picture. This is today. Yeah. And you could have put, in my opinion, you could have put an end to it at 10 a.m. I think the problem with this is having covered this team, history tends to repeat itself. And days like this often precede firings and change right you know from the cromer thing to the fangio fox thing like these these things often are a preview of the changes that are coming they just are yeah looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Adam. That's linkedin.com slash Adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Kent, if you, Kent, our producer, does a great job uh, and is handling this right now. If you want to pop some comments up, because it's kind of hard for us to scroll through them on YouTube right now, but if you want to pop some comments or uh, questions up, we can address those too. We're not going to be around here uh, too much longer, but uh, definitely needed to get together um, and address what was just obviously, as we keep talking about, a bizarre day at House Hall. And there's one from Justin. Uh, the question that needs to be asked, do you trust Ryan Pace to fix this? Well, you trusted Ryan Pace to trade up for Justin Fields, did you not? Like, Ted Phillips literally was in that room and celebrated with Ryan Pace after that move was made. Didn't stand in the way. Didn't say, no, don't do this. Celebrated it. And then all of them, Pace, Nagy, I'm not sure about Phillips, Pace and Nagy, they went up and celebrated with George McCaskey right after that. All on board. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest question, really. If you trusted Pace to trade up for Fields, you trust Pace to build around Fields because that's the next step here. And that is a layered conversation for another life. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the the right, and I totally agree with you on that. The Ryan Pace evaluation, I think, is a completely different story. Um, that is is completely layered. Uh, you know, I think with the head coach, the wins and losses are a little bit easier to. Yeah, when you've had four years, a little bit easier to just look at and be like, all right. Like, can you really survive a four-game losing streak three years ago, a six-game losing streak two years ago, uh, or one year ago, and then another five-gamer now? It's hard to hold everything together that long. I actually think Nagy, in the past, has done a pretty good job of that. Like, I, 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 that was the one thing that I think we could always point to. Um, but I think that it gets back to the original point. You don't have days like today if things are under control. Right. Today felt like an out-of-control day. It did. Day's not over either. Yes. Uh, That question right there, is it true that Fields is mad at Nagy? I have no idea where that's coming from. He's probably mad that his uh, ribs are hurt. Yeah, he's probably laying at home right now, not in uh, any type of comfort and more annoyed about any, you know, I'd be mostly mad about that. Who would be your pick to replace Nagy? Can I like? I think the the trend of trying to pair young quarterbacks with some offensive mind, some young offensive mind, is a bit overrated. I've said this in previous podcasts, but go out and find the best leader that you can find who, who who has an identity for his entire team, his an identity for how he wants everything run. I just look at Mike Tomlin. I look at John Harbaugh. Those are obviously recent examples that the Bears have played. But um, then you look at what the Chargers did for Brandon Staley. You know, I just think you just don't have to narrow yourself to that young offensive guy. I totally agree with you on that. Now, I, And I think part of the problem is like, this happens in other sports too. You pigeonhole yourself into one idea, right? You go too hard and extreme to the opposite side, like you did when you hired Mark Tressman and you got like too cute there. Um, 
I think first and foremost, you have to hire somebody that can be a CEO of an organization. And most importantly, come in with an identity that he's not searching for three years later. Yeah. You know, like the brand of football has to be obvious from the start. And I would start with physicality. You're going to play physical football. I don't like that. I think it's a bad sign having covered Matt Nagy and having covered Mark Tressman when the team's identity is questioned at various points throughout their tenures. Because both, it both, it's happened to both. Yeah. Oh, it's not good. They should know going in what they want and build a team that way. All right, so this question here brings us full circle, which is a good place to end because this is what you asked me at the beginning. Does Nagy survive a loss to the Lions? I don't... To be honest, the way things are trending this week, it's it's the first time in my 11 years covering the team that I could really foresee a firing happening happening in the middle of the season. I, 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 I think Sunday crossed a line of probably anger, at least if, if I was in charge of the organization, seeing the way that played out, the questionable decisions that were made in-game. Uh, Fields getting hurt has nothing to do with it, but still doesn't help the cause, right? And then to follow that up with a loss of the Lions who have not won a game, Especially in in the context always matters. So if the context is continued from today where we're getting way more than just whispers that people aren't happy, things clearly not going smoothly today. They may or may not have canceled meetings tonight and shortened the day and everybody went home not feeling great. And now they come back tomorrow and they travel to Detroit and then they don't show up. Like if you don't show up to Thursday morning and play hard, if it's just like a total collapse to a bad football team in the Detroit Lions, how do you not make a move? You know, yeah, the team quit on you. So, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do think um, I do think losing Thursday would be hard to survive. What do you think? I'd have to read that email announcement like five times just to be sure. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I, know. I know I'm joking, but like I'm, I'm still kind of serious about this. Is because, and we covered Tress. Like if, if if Mark Tressman can survive the Aaron Cromer fiasco and other things, I mean, yeah. let's not forget how bad that locker room was. And he got a full second season. Then Matt Nagy, who's been to the playoffs two out of the three past seasons, probably going to get a full fourth year. Yeah. But times change, people change, uh, the way of doing business changes. That would be a loud and clear message from George McCaskey to the fan base. Absolutely it would be, but I got to see it to believe it. Then I got to see it again and read it again (laughs) to make sure it's real because we've covered this team long enough to know they don't do this. George McCaskey's on the record saying he doesn't like doing that. It's like when the White Sox hired Robin Ventura. I think I read that email 17 times before I was like, wait, what? Okay, I guess this is real. 
guy's name this is the guy's name was never mentioned in any report it was just like an email you got from the white Sox, like robin ventura is the new manager all right um is this the onion (laughs) you know i one difference potential difference for why and it still boggles my mind that mark trustman made it to the end of that season but i think maybe the explanation for that was that Phil Emery was in the middle of it and if at that point like I I don't think Phil Emery was going to make that move mid-season and then if you fire both of them who's making the decisions so if okay. if, if if who's making well, this I decision? think that's a fair question but if there is a scenario in which Ryan Pace is surviving then you at this point need to already be thinking about next season right and what's best for the people remaining right now yeah and so maybe the conclusion and all that is that a move right now does make sense because it's clearly falling apart quickly and you still have a lot of football to play you still have games that justin fields can get better in like this season still matters not because you might make the playoffs that's out but because you have a young quarterback that still needs to get better. Needs to get healthy first. But yes, needs every snap he can get. But that's that's part of the later conversation here. Is who's making that call? I don't and and uh that again is the silence, right? It's yeah, all the silence. Yeah. It's all the doubt it leaves you. Um that and again, I go back to, and this is what I have in my column that you can read on NBCSportsChicago.com, just posted tonight. When the dust settles, let's just say it's even Friday. The question to you, Bears fans, if Matt Nagy's really gone, you might celebrate it, which I, is a whole other thing. I don't think you should ever celebrate people losing their jobs, but you could be happy about the team moving on and trying to find a new head coach, which I totally, you know, I get that too. Do you really feel that much better though? Because the the question John's just asked, who's who's fixing the problems? Because to me, the same problems that have been existing for decades, even beyond the people that are in charge now, are still there. Yeah, it, it applies if you fire pace too. Yes, even almost even more so. What's your pick for this weekend? I I this weekend I, this Thursday. I keep going back and forth. Um, I think I, you know, I had to do the under center podcast a couple hours ago. I think I picked the bears to win. And now as of ten thirty four, I'm actually leaning back towards the lions. You did this last podcast yeah. <laughs> and I got it wrong in the end because, yeah. Yeah. because right before the game, we find out Lamar Jackson's not playing. So I obviously swayed back towards the bears and then they, yeah. you know, and then they blew that. Um, I'm, I, here's my prediction. Andy Dalton's going to go wild. He's, he's going to ball out. Oh my God. Now that may only be like seventeen points. Yeah, but he's well. fine ball out. <laughs> that may only be seventeen points, but he's going to play well enough where there's going to be like a nauseating discussion about whether or not Justin Fields should just sit for the rest of the year. Oh my God! Don't don't even stop that. No, oh, I'm there. I'm already there. I got Bears winning seventeen thirteen. What are the comments saying? Lions seventeen, Bears ten, Bears twenty five twelve. Some Sparty Green likes the Red Rocket. Don't even start with the idea that Justin Fields shouldn't play. 
if he's hurt and not healthy, yeah, then fine. Like I have no problem with it, him him not playing this week. But if he's healthy, he should play. He needs to continue to play and see the things that he's seen. There's going to continue to be ups and downs. I don't even want to go down that road. We got Bears twenty one seventeen, Bears six to three. It's like a grade school football game. Um, oh, minus the field goal. <laughs> this is great. A lot of Bears picks here though. I, I mean, the Lions are bad. And they're not going to fire the coach. After, if the Bears win, they're not going to fire the coach. No way. Which, uh, the logic in that. Like, like beating the Lions means anything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But losing to them means everything. <laughs> if you ever, and this goes for any franchise, if you ever get down to like one game where like you are actually like, the coach is coaching for his job in this game. It all depends on this game. That is so short-sighted. Yeah. Like, I don't care for no, like, like any sport, co- college football. Like, if it comes down to one game that you're making your decision on, that makes no sense. So, uh, all right, we should probably get out of here. It's been a long day. It has been. Uh, here's the deal. The uh, voicemails from Sunday's game. They will be on the podcast version of this. So I know you're watching right now. You're just seeing the the YouTube. Um, but the voicemails will be on the podcast because this will still get posted as a podcast. So if you really want to hear those voicemails, you can still check them out. They'll be on the podcast. Subscribe to Hogan Johns, wherever you listen to your podcast. You know that. That's where they'll be. Um, so appreciate everybody that called in. Um, that voicemail line will be open, like always, on Thanksgiving. We will cover whatever happens in Detroit. Um, we will both be there. And it'll certainly be interesting. Um, and of course, if there's any fallout on Friday, we will have it for you. That's how these things work. And um, we've been, Adam. Unfortunately, we've been here before. <laughs> we have. We are. We are experts at covering this type of stuff. Yes, we are. Uh, and we know that there are still there's still an hour and twenty three minutes left in. Tuesday, November 23rd, and things can change. But you know what? This is this is already now this is over. This has happened. This podcast is it's it's been recorded. It has been live and it's this live. is what you're getting tonight. We, we can we cannot We're erase not it. erasing this one. Um all right. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. As you see down there, obviousshirts.com for Hogan Johns merchandise. Should definitely mention that because the sweatshirts are shipping right now. They are going out. I know a couple people got them today. We love seeing those photos. Uh, if you want to put them out there, we appreciate it. Um, and hats are now available for pre-order. Beanies for the winter, trucker hats for the summer, or if you wear those in the winter too, they're there for you. So pre-order those. Those are up now. We appreciate all the support. And through the end of the month, portion of the proceeds going to benefit benefiting the 22q family foundation so we appreciate all the support there as we try to help raise money and awareness for 22q and for more on that um you can check it out uh, go to obviousshirts.com for more information there there's a link to the 22q family information or you can just go to the 22q family website as well a lot of information there for you so thank you for all the support read us nbcsportschicago.com Johnsy's at theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. A ton to digest from today. We appreciate you guys watching live, contributing in the comments, going back, listening to the podcast, however you consume it. We appreciate you guys a ton. A lot more coming this week. 
Stay tuned. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. See ya. Hello? Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! The Hogan John's voicemail. The Hogan John's voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. Go Bears! Hoggy Cat, John's in it's about the Praskis calling in here from Soldiers Field. Uh, the Bears just drove down almost 87 yards through the Baltimore Ravens defense, and then Cairo Santos missed a kick. He's looking like Carlos out there. Uh, but maybe it's just kind of getting in his head that he missed last week or two weeks ago, but who knows? You know, it's history. This is history. The Chicago Bears are going to make some history today against the Ravens. I'm predicting Justin Fields goes off. Six touchdowns in the second half alone. Maybe he'll even have one or two here in the first half. Who knows? I'm not going to be greedy, though. Six in the, in the second half is going to be pretty darn impressive. Let's go, Bears. This is it. Let's go, Chicago Bears. Playoff Super Bowl run starts today. Chicago Bears. Bears down. Good move by Matt Nagy to not take the illegal shift five yards. Let's see if it comes back to bite him, because it almost certainly will. Oh, that's good. They're, they're, they're not. The defense isn't jumping so far and that they're not going to run a play. Okay, he got saved because he should have he honestly could have gotten fired on the spot. Still Bears. It's sad to say, but at this point, I'm hoping we get embarrassed. I know the McCaskies only respond to two things. That's getting embarrassed and losing money. And fans are going to be buying merch and going to games regardless. So let's just get embarrassed, get Nagy out of here. I don't want to see him ruin field. I don't understand how our offense looks so hard to run Every single week. Like, looking around the league, all these games going on, offense doesn't have to be this hard in the NFL. Guys, what the f***? It's just the first half, but, like, our defense shows up this week and our offense flies to who knows the f*** where. It's just gone with the wind. You know, if we had an NFL cross-country meet, I think our receivers would take first place. But it's a shame they can't catch a f***ing football. Uh, how is it that Greg Roman can call a more creative offense for his backup they didn't expect to play this week than Matt Nagy has in an entire offseason and half a season with Justin Fields? This guy's a f***ing moron. I called last week and informed you guys that I'm a new Bears fan because of my Buckeye fan with Justin Fields. This is the shit I'm talking about. Where... What is happening? How do you... This is insufferable, I swear. You can't ask yourself, is Matt Nagy trying to poison our players during the bye? Because how could they possibly be this bad against the backup? It's just... It's beyond belief. It's easy to see why so many older Bears fans are so f***ing jaded. I feel like a complete idiot for even turning the f***ing game on. Hey, I think we figured out why Fields was dropping in the draft chronic rib injury that he sustained at Clemson, and the little nine and a half, or nine and an eighth inch hand size, and he's a fumbling machine. So, who knows how far he would have dropped in the draft if the Bears going to move up. Fourth down one, got to run it outside, David. Got to run that ball outside. And by the way, hashtag fire Matt Nagy. Why? Why did I Pick this team when I was a kid. The f***ing Kendall door experiment is over! We need another f***ing corner! It's done, f***ing 
What else do you need to see? What else do you need to see? What else do you need to see? We lost to a guy with 16 career pass attempts before today. Think about that. 16 career pass attempts before today, and he beat us. The other thing I can figure out is we're being outcoached. We've got a coaching staff that doesn't have their players prepared week to week. Uh, we have a short week. Uh, I, uh, I can't do it. Matt Nagy f***ing sucks. Am I wrong for hoping we lose to the Lions on Thursday? That might be enough. That might be enough.